It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked 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 On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Lana McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? <laughs> Marcus, you're not ready for this. Here we go. Uh, I was just uh, looking on the internet and uh, trying to figure out what what exactly we're going to do oh, at the defensive gosh. tackle position next it's year. So bad. So bad. <laughs> Uh, all right, Lynn. I think I just, you, I just train wrecked the show with my yeah, terrible segue. It's, it's so bad. Uh, normally, you're like you're 9 out of 10 on your segues. This one, not so much. Uh, so, yes, everybody by now has heard the big news. The Houston Texans have released star defensive end J.J. Watt. Uh, I saw a lot of people saying it was the classy thing to do. Uh, to, to not trade him, but to release him. It's also the smart move by the salary cap because he was due $17 million, and now they're only $3 million over the cap. So, um, I think it's first, safe, to, real quick, I think it's pretty safe to say that uh, any move being done by the Houston Texans at this point, that it, it, class isn't the first thing that's being considered when the move is being made, no, all right? No, I think no. I think we can all safely assume that at this point. Uh, <laughs> speaking of the Texans, just really quickly, I, I, I was just writing this down before uh, we came on the show. These are some of the moves they've made over the last, like, 15 months. They traded a third-rounder for Duke Johnson. They traded two first-round picks and a third-round pick for the right to pay Laramie Tunsil. They traded DeAndre Hopkins for a washed-up running back. They released J.J. Watt. They traded a third-round pick for Garyon Conley, who played twenty or 266 snaps for them. Um, and now their star quarterback wants to leave. So it sounds like things in Houston are going spectacularly well, oh, Landon. And uh, luckily, we, we cover a team that is a much more stable front office. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe too stable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So first and foremost, what was your thoughts when you uh, heard that the Texans released J.J. Watt? I, I honest to God was surprised that they couldn't get something for him, right? Like, I, I honestly thought they would be able to... I thought somebody would flip a, a, a low round pick at least for the right to not have to negotiate with other teams. Sure. I don't know that Watt's going to have an enormous mar- market. You know, I mean, I think it's going to be uh, an interesting. Uh, I think he'll have a nice size market. I think the question is what the price point is for someone like Watt right now. Uh, and I think a lot of that may play into, you know, 
where he's looking at going. Is he looking at going at a spot like Pittsburgh where he might, you know, I I, I don't know that you you can probably speak to Pittsburgh better than I can. I don't know that they can afford to have him there. And if, if so, I guess if he was going to try to go join his brothers there, he'd have to take a pretty serious pay cut for what he's used to being paid. But, I, you know, I was surprised that in general that Houston wasn't able to get something out of him, yeah. uh, you know, trade wise. And I will say that it's, I mean, you know, he, he asked for his release. He gets it almost instantly. And, and Deshaun Watson is still, you know, the, the face of the quote unquote face of the franchise. No, I guess J.J. Watt has all they've always tried to make J.J. Watt the face of that franchise, even when Deshaun Watson was uh, uh, playing spectacularly. So yeah. I guess it's not surprising that J.J. Watt gets immediate release while Watson is still now hanging in the wind. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about. Watt the player before we even get into whether the Cowboys should be interested. Yeah. Um, so Watt over the last couple of years, the production is down, but we know better than anybody that sack totals aren't the most important things for defensive linemen. My guy, that's every that's the first thing everybody flocks to. Uh, just nine sacks over the last two years. But the win rate is still in the top three in the NFL. He's still somebody that gets a top, you know double teamed a ton. He's obviously not the defensive player of the year that we saw early on in his career, but what kind of player is Watt now entering his age 32 season? I mean, everything I've seen of him, it still shows me he's a still well above average defensive lineman. You know, yes. I mean, I don't know that he's all pro uh, at, the, at, you know, a perennial all pro the way he has been for a large portion of his career. Uh, but I think we all forget that, you know, we we kind of we kind of rule these players, especially older players, as being on the tail end of their career, right? And when they get on the back nine or they're on a decline, we kind of lump all these players into a a, a, a group all together, right? Of of players on the back end of the career, right? Mm-hmm. But but when you're talking about a guy who is a Hall of Famer, right? Like when he's you know at the top of the mountain, like you know we're talking Aaron Donald level of dominance in the league. But you know, he was Aaron Donald before Aaron Donald was Aaron Donald. Uh, you know, and I think when you're talking about that kind of decline from up there, he's still playing extremely good football right now. Sure, you know, yes. it, it it may not be what he was three or four years ago, but I mean, he's still playing extremely good football. So well, I think the thing is people see those 20 sacks, what he had two seasons with 20 sacks yeah. and now they see him having four sacks. And that is, again, it's a, a big drop off. And I don't think anybody's denying that it's a drop off, but we're still talking about an incredibly useful and productive player, right? It's yeah, just a, different than what I, we're used to seeing. I think honestly, the difference here has been the decline of the rest of the defensive line around him. That's certainly you know? the case as well. I, I, I mean, yeah. he's, he's, I, I don't know the numbers in front of me, but I would not be surprised at all if the number of double teams that he's faced has actually increased in the last few years because of the you know, injuries and, and moving around on the defensive line uh, and the talent kind of decline that's been happening. I mean, you know, you think about three or four years ago when, you know, Whitney, Whitney Merciless and, and Clowney were there and, and, you know, he was not getting, uh, there was a lot of attention to be paid on, on on that defensive line to other players, uh, and that allowed Watt opportunity to get you know favorable matchups, or at least one on one matchups, right? And now you know he's kind of the the guy on the line on the defensive line, the the, the focus of of everyone's blocking attention. So yeah, obviously there's going to be a decline there, but I, I mean I think he still had like 14 tackles for loss or something like that last year or, or, or in the last two seasons maybe. But I, yeah, he's still a player who is making plays. He's still a player who's winning, like you 
said, at a high rate when he's getting opportunities to get one-on-ones. You know, for the Cowboys, it's hmm. what's the price point versus what they think they're going to get out of this guy. I, I, I think, you know, this to me, I, I know that there's been a lot of whispers already from the Cowboys camp that this may not be someone that they're interested in. <clears throat> but, <laughs> I mean, they need to really take a look at this because, honestly, I think that there is opportunity to get a guy in here who – is like a better version of what you got out of Gerald McCoy, you know, like, I mean, I mean, McCoy, we didn't get anything out of him, but the idea of what you were going to get out of Gerald McCoy, a a guy who could produce, could be a starter, starter at three technique, but also be an incredible mentor to your young defensive tackles. I mean, it doesn't get better than JJ Watt as far Mm -hmm. as mentors go. So I, I would say that, uh, you know, the Cowboys, despite the fact that there's, you know, not initial interest here, they should see how this plays out and, 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 and not just take themselves out of the market right away because uh, you're not going to get a lot of opportunities to get a player of, of J.J. Watt's caliber, even though it's a rental. You're not getting him for super long term at this high level of play, I don't think. It's worth it to get, if you can sign him to a three-year deal, if you get two more years of what you got out of J.J. Watt last year, I think it's worth it if, if you can get it at a reasonable price point. Yeah, so I've got a, a bunch of questions I want to get to you, Landon, because I, I find this fascinating because I do think he's still going to be a valuable player, but I, I, I'm, I'm probably a little bit more on the we'll, – we'll, let's take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about okay. it because yeah. I, I, I've got some things I want to get through. Um, I actually have an ad read here, Landon, for Built Bar. It's the same one that we do every day. Uh-oh. I'm actually not going to read it. I'm going to read you something different because we are officially allowed to announce Yes, Built Bar has a new uh, protein bar out there. It's the oh. Coconut Brownie. Um, I I love it. I've, I bought I, a box. I we, we each got a box sent to us this week. It's absolutely fantastic. Dark chocolate, coconut, real brownie chunks. Uh, only 150 calories. I don't know about you, but this is easily my favorite built bar right now. I mean, just absolutely. Oh, incredible. oh my gosh. It's it, real quick. Can I just add in like sure. I am a huge Almond Joy fan. I don't know if you guys are yeah. rounds. You know, I love coconut and I have to say this is like only two steps you know, beneath an almond joy, and it's a this is a protein. This is bar. good for you. Yes, <laughs> like absolutely. That, that's absolutely ridiculous. I, I I like it. Like when I took a first bite, I actually turned to my wife with like big wide eyes. I was like, "You have to take a bite of this." I was trying to shove. <laughs> I it did in the mouth. same thing. It's so good. I couldn't even believe it. Absolutely. So uh, they are. I think it was on Thursday was their first day selling these. They only have a limited supply. I know that when I checked in this morning, they were uh, the, the inventory was getting low. So you guys are going to want to get on this as quick as possible. Uh, go to builtbar.com, use promo code Locked On, and you can actually get fifteen percent off uh, if the, of this box alone. So the coconut brownie chunks, absolutely phenomenal. Make sure you guys are getting in on that. On that, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, Landon, uh, let's talk about Watt's fit, first of all, with the Cowboys. So for most of his career, he's been a 3-4 defensive end, but he's played uh, you know, in a 4-3. He's played inside a bunch. So he's played all over. For this Cowboys team in a traditional 4-3, where would be his best spot on the roster? 
Oh, a three technique. I mean, I, I think I you know agree. he's. I, I think he's the guy that you know has the body type. I think that you would say, oh, that's a tweener. He's a guy who's going to play inside and outside. I mean, but I, he's so strong that he can easily handle the the job of being a three technique full time. I, I have no doubts. You know, uh, and yeah, I, he's just a rare kind of athlete. I mean, there aren't that many types of explosive and strong players that are also insanely technically good. You know, I, I honestly think, you know, for Cowboys fans who may not be aware of who he is, uh, this maybe this is comparisons, but, but he's like Tyrone Crawford with a jetpack on, like, you know, and, and like steroids. And I don't want to say sure, sure. steroids, but it's like he's that kind of guy where he's big and huge and strong and explosive. Uh, but he's uh, he's a much more refined player than Crawford is. Uh, he's he's, he's um, still a physical force in a way that Crawford do you I, think I don't you think play him as a full-time three technique though at this stage of his career because he is a little bit light for that I mean I know he's played at like 290 but are you okay having him be down in and down out of three technique I think if it's a one gap scheme yeah I mean you know I, I think he's I there's no doubt in my mind that he can hold up against guards and that he can get get through and you know you, you could certainly uh you know, do a similar thing what you did with Crawford, like where he is your inside outside guy, and he can mm-hmm. be, uh, you know, starting as as uh, defense left defensive end on you know early rundowns, and then you kick him inside and add him Randy Gregory. Oh, I must passed out just saying that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and rush the passer that way. I think you could get some great results. So uh, I think he could do it. I, I mean, if you if if you if you had to for sure, and I, I certainly wouldn't be opposed to just sticking him in there. But I also think if you wanted to, you you could really get some uh, some good snaps out of him, kind of using him in that sort of Tyrone Crawford role as well. I also think I agree with you. I think three technique is definitely the spot he needs to play as he ages and advances into his career. Use his quick hands, use that athleticism and burst, and I think he's just going to dominate guards one on one. The next team that signs him is going to have to cut down on some of the snaps because last year alone, Landon, he played over a thousand snaps, ninety-one percent mm-hmm. of the Texan snaps. You're just—that's just not a smart way to to use JJ Watt. Get those down to seventy-five, seventy-six percent, kind of the way the Cowboys used Demarcus Lawrence. Keep him fresh, and I do think the Cowboys are a decent spot for that, right? If you're going to have him be a three technique, you have two guys behind him yep. that are pretty explosive in Nivel Gallimore and Tristan Hill. You can rotate those guys in and keep all three fresh. I think that makes a lot of sense, Landon. But um, before we get to the, my concerns, how much would you be willing to pay Watt? Because I did see on Over the Cap, their projected salary for him is like $14 million per oh year. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's, that's too a much. Lot. That's it's too lot, much. But, but at the same time, how many guys are you getting like JJ Watt? That's true. I mean, I certainly think that you know you the the price this the sticker shock is going to be the problem here. Um, and fourteen million is is a lot of money that the Cowboys probably can't afford necessarily. You know, immediately. But, but okay, but here's the thing. Javon Hargrave got $13 million last year from the Eagles, right? DJ Reader got $13.5 million from Cincinnati. Uh, Kwan Short got $16 million. I mean, Watts at the very least comparable to those guys, so $14 million shouldn't be a shock to us. No, I don't think the I, I don't think he's undeserving of that price. I think it's sure. just it's probably 
you know, the Cowboys, we were hoping <laughs> we were hoping they'd spend eight million on a defensive tackle, nine million on a defensive tackle. I, I think you're certainly right that fourteen million um uh, that yeah, obviously that's a, a much higher price. And I think that the the, the trade off there is that you didn't really know that a guy like JJ Watt was available. I, I think that's sure, you know sure. so I, I think they would still probably need to um you know make some arrangements in order to even kind of feel comfortable about that on their cap uh but i i, I think that it's it's doable I, I think it's you know they they just it's not probably what they in, initially would have budgeted for a free agent defensive tackle that you know it would probably would require you know definitely things like uh, uh jalen smith is gonna have to take the pay cut that they, you know, that I think Brian Broaddus mentioned in, on the draft show a few mm-hmm. days ago, uh, there is going to need to be some reshuffling of money, I think. And and I think honestly, if you sign JJ Watt for, to that money, um, you probably really, really need to find a way to sign Dak Prescott in order to manipulate hmm. the the cap space around that kind of contract. So uh, I think it would honestly put even more pressure on the Cowboys. I mean, not that there wasn't already an insane amount of pressure here uh, to just to sign Dak and and to make sure that they can figure out a way to kind of mani- you know move around the cap space once they've got his numbers locked in. Yeah, and it does appear that the Cowboys probably won't be in the J.J. Watt market. I know Jane Slater uh, from the NFL Network reported, you know, she talked to a couple sources, and it doesn't sound like the Cowboys are interested. Um, and that's, again, not that surprising considering when they spend in free agency, they typically like to spend on younger players, um, and they don't like to pay premium amounts of money for, you know, the, these type of guys. So it's not all that surprising that the Cowboys are likely to say no. Uh, but I actually have a couple other reasons, Landon, why I'm I'm out on J.J. Watt at that salary. Uh, and I'll tell you about those in just a second. But let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, such as where will J.J. Watt land? The Steelers are minus four, or plus 400. Uh, not a bad bet. Uh, <laughs> bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, first and foremost, um, one of the reasons why I, I may be not as high on J.J. Watt, you know, and the Cowboys bringing him in is the injury history is pretty rough, right? Yeah. In 2016, he missed almost all the season. 2017, he played just five games. 2019, he's play, he played only eight games. He has back injuries, I think a neck injury. Um Man, when you get to these defensive tackles that have, or defensive linemen who have played so many snaps over the, their career, they're 30, turning 32 years old. 
it's pretty unlikely that they're going to be able to produce at that level. And we've seen these guys break down before. I just wouldn't want to be the team getting stuck paying him $14, $15 million a year. The other thing is, if the Cowboys are going to spend money in free agency, wouldn't you rather it be on a long-term fix you know, at a different position? Like, for instance, if the Cowboys were spending $14 million, would you rather do it on two years of J.J. Watt or a four-year deal uh, on Marcus Williams at similar money? Because I'd, I'd rather just get the younger player that can start for me over this next window. I don't disagree. You know, I think that uh, – and, and I think that honestly – uh, the need may be even a little bit higher for that player uh, in this defense than what J.J. Watt could provide. I, I understand the defensive tackle is clearly a huge need, and I recognize Absolutely, that, frankly, frankly, the defensive tackle as a whole may be more of a need than free safety. Uh, but I think that that's a numbers game and not a, uh, a situation that's going to be solved by just J.J. Watt. And honestly, if you're going to spend $14 million on the defensive tackle position, it might be, for the Cowboys specifically, it might be better spent on two players for that money because you still need yes. a, a, at yep. least a starter level three technique to kind of make you feel better about uh, what you've got with your other younger players. And then you probably still need another starter at, at nose tackle. So, uh, and then to your point, I think if you're going to spend that kind of money uh, on a free agent, uh, a single free agent. I would rather spend that money on a on a topper free safety, just because I think it's going to have a more immediate effect on how uh, the Cowboys are going to be able to play defense, especially when you consider you're getting Dak Prescott back. Passing uh, against this defense is going to be uh, you know a, a, something that a lot of teams are going to be doing. So you need to shore up that pass defense to be certain. You need to do both. Like, let's be clear. Like, it's it, you don't really have a choice sure, to absolutely. do one or the other. But but if we're talking about spending money on one single free agent, because I can't imagine the Cowboys doing it. I don't know that I can imagine the Cowboys doing it on one. I certainly can't imagine them doing it on two. Right. Uh, but if, if they're going to spend it on one, I, I, I tend to agree with you that as much as a shiny toy J.J. Watt looks like right now, um, I, and I maybe I'm talking about both sides of my mouth, but I, I do <laughs> think that you know if the Cowboys could figure out a way to get him cheaply or on a, on a reduced salary, and then they could still find money to, to, to spend elsewhere, I'm all, all on board of, with that. But if you're making me choose between, uh, uh, you know, if this is an option, if if the Cowboys are actually considering this, if Marcus Williams was available, and and I mean it is he is available, but if if the choice is between Marcus Williams and J.J. Watt, I have to agree that I think ultimately at the end of the day, finding a young, talented free safety will go a lot further and and probably a lot longer as well. I yeah, mean, a lot further oh, towards sure. your immediate season and a lot longer as far as years than, than, you know, signing that same money with JJ Watt. Right. And there's other safeties out there besides Marcus yeah. Williams. We yeah. just like to talk about him a lot. You yeah, mentioned sure. Malik Hooker all the time. I like Marcus May from the Jets quite a bit. I just feel like if you're going to pay Justin up for a Simmons. position, yeah, Justin I mean, the, Simmons, uh, I'm not Anthony, sure An gets, Anthony Harris from uh, yeah. the, my Vikings. I mean, the, the, the class is incredible. And that's the other right. thing too, is that we've talked about this before. You know, you, you probably will be able to get some of one of those safeties at a at a normally discounted ra uh, rate because of all the 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 you know the flood of the market of safety. So I, I think even even more so, your money is probably going to go a little bit further the free safety market because of the the amount of supply in, in the market, uh, and you know just sure. I think it, it's better for your team overall to spend that money there. 
All right, let's play a quick game of Would You Rather before we go. Oh, uh, Mark, Marcus Williams or J.J. Watt at $14 million? Uh, but Like I said, Marcus Williams, just because, I, first of all, longer, and it's, yep. uh, it's probably a better investment for this defense specifically. All right, let's let's bring Watt's number down a little bit. How about J.J. Watt at $12 million or Dalvin Tomlinson at 9 <sighs> See, I feel like Dalvin Tomlinson is the kind of guy they really need. Yeah, yeah. You know, somebody who could really stop the run and give you some pass rush, and yeah. you know that really helps your linebackers. I think. I mean, the, the the choice really is Dalvin Tomlinson at nine plus another defensive tackle at three versus sure. Sure. It, versus Watt at twelve, and I think that's where I would. Yes, that's why I would pick Dalvin Tomlinson. All right, last one. Just because I know this is going to rev you up. Oh, uh, JJ Watt at ten, so we keep going down further. Or Malik Hooker at three. Ooh, that's a great one. Over the cap has Malik Hooker at three point one million dollars per year. What is he expected to get? In I mean, if, if you're getting if you're getting <laughs> one at ten, you can get Malik Hooker at three. Sure, like, right? Sure, like, that's a good I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's really that's really difficult because they're so different and the money's yeah, so different. Yeah. Uh, but I would I, say, I. I Hooker, I think, because because it would be of course less. You're gonna pick her. I because it's less, right. it's it's less money risk, and I think they both have similar, you know, similar injury issues. Yeah, I, I got it. I got to be careful here because I almost said it's never a bad idea to find cheap hookers, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> making fun I of didn't my. I did say segments. that. I almost said that. Uh, yeah, so I think back to JJ Watt. I feel like hmm. he's going to end up. Probably in Green Bay or maybe the AFC North, and that's that's fine. I think he he's going to have a couple nice, you know, a couple more years. that's really productive yeah. football, maybe not at a Pro Bowl level. Uh, I just think the Cowboys are likely to go elsewhere. Although they could certainly use a player like Watt. So you never know with Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones. Maybe this is the type of player they want to bring into their organization. We shall see. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy your weekend, and we will see you next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.